the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to On the Record with Tiffany and Kevin, powered by Texas Kidney Foundation, where we are unapologetically patient first and building coalitions with others to address kidney health for all. And we're back with another episode of On the Record with Tiffany and Kevin here on 930 AM, The Answer, home of Conservative Talk Radio, where Kevin and I are shooting straight, giving you the skinny on what's happening with kidney disease. The skinny? Girl, I ain't. I am not skinny. Have you looked at my book? Look at the skin well, lately. Ain't no skinny over here. I got a plan for us in that. I got a plan for us in that. We, we do need to do something with ourselves. But we're here today with two of my favorite uh, people. Of course, Reginald Ballard, star of stage, screen, television. Um, yep. And Jazz Rome. A comedian, kidney <laughs> recipient. That's it. That, we, that, we that intro was like luster, man. It was like luster. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Jazz Rome, let's give you let's give you an opportunity to see if you can make that a little bit better. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, tell us about yourself, Jazz Rome. Um, man, I thought we were going to start start with the issue a couple of weeks ago. I mean, I want to start in hot and too long, you know? uh, uh, But the summary. Um, what I was asked was a couple of weeks ago, I had this uh, issue with my clinic because I have, I'm a transplant recipient. I am a five and a half year dialysis survivor and I have the kidney disease, FSGS, focal segment to glomerular sclerosis. Probably messed it up, but it don't matter. You guys get the point. No, you um, got it right. And <laughs> I said it right. You said it right. I, you know, I always like question myself because doctors kind of look at me that crazy eye whenever I say it. So I'm like, you know, but anyway, <laughs> uh, so, you know, we're always dealing with different things, uh, you know, being uh, kidney disease patients. And one of the biggest issues I've had was actually I take well, I used to take tacrolimus for uh, my immunosuppressants. But now I take Belicep, which is an IVM uh, fusion they do once a month. And it's, it's crazy that how hard we have to fight to be our own advocates. Mm-hmm. And uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, I'll give exact dates. So I usually get my infusion uh, on the 14th of every month. And this has been going on for about 10 months in December. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, <laughs> I'm i not the best at keeping up. We're not perfect. Uh, and I actually called in a, like a, probably about four days later because I didn't have a reminder that it was my time to get my infusion. You know, with everything going on, on with touring and all the And they things normally send you reminders, to, right? Yeah, they normally send you reminders, but I didn't hear anything. But luckily, I was like, hey, you know, it's kind of past due. And I called them and they said that, well, your prescription expired and you need to contact your, uh, prim- or your nephrologist. And I was like, well... Is there not a method that you guys can call me? And then it went to the whole typical, oh, well, we have to push it through insurance. You need to talk to your doctor to send a prescription. And so I look in five and a half years, I've had five different doctors and there's only actually two that I truly fell in love with. And that's my current nephrologist here, Dr. Morales in uh, Phoenix. And he is amazing. I got his personal cell, but only to bug him about shows. I just bug him like, hey, come to my show, come to my show, come to my show. (laughs) (laughs) Never anything other than that. And we have a close relationship. So when he tells me something, I know uh, he'd get his done. So the clinic ended up calling him, and they were like, uh, pretty much the place that I get my infusion one said that, no, there wasn't an issue. And it was just like this whole runaround, and it's just crazy how hard we have to fight. Like, this is... Like, I could die if I don't have my immunosuppressions. Like, rejection, you know, 
What is it's it? so important that you about? take them on time, that you take them when they're supposed to be taken. So four days, one, you should have been reminded well in advance of the uh, prescription expiring. Two, mm-hmm. one of the reasons I've, I've got an award sitting on my desk right now uh, because we were the ones who pushed a part of uh, 13, 13 groups. We pushed immunosuppressants through so that they would be covered for the lifetime of your kidney. So they don't have to worry that they're not going to get paid for that immunosuppressant subscription because they will be paid for it. So I'm not understanding me as as an advocate as well. Why is it that your life would be put in jeopardy over a prescription? They know that uh, you you're supposed to take it not only each day, but you're supposed to take it on time. It, it's like time sensitive on on top of needing to take it at whatever cadence you're taking it at. So you can't miss that month or you can't miss that day of that month that you're supposed to take it. So to and continue your story, because that's what it, it just infuriated oh, me. Yeah. And I thought, how many people are dealing with this? Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm hot. Like, I wanted to come in. Like, it's, it's insane that we even have to go through this. Like, it's just we just lost, like, really any human reaction when it comes to, like, the medical field. And dealing with uh, medications and insurance, and it, it's just—it's been like so dehumanized. And the crazy thing is, I got my immunosuppressant nine days later. Oh, and wow! wow. Yes, yeah. dude. And <laughs> that's a huge yeah. risk. Yeah. Right. So, what did your doc say? What did your nephrologist say? Um, I mean, I told him about it, and he was just just as confused as me like he definitely uh fights for me because Mm -hmm. it it came up to the same issue this month which is insane i went in on the 14th or the 19th now since my day got moved since i was late and uh i called them and they're like oh well we have to wait till your insurance push through and i'm like you know what is going on but luckily uh before that and i went to go see my nephrologist because i was so nervous about missing my immunosuppressants which he said i was great uh, the beautiful blessing is, thank God, is uh, I got a young kidney, about 20 years old, is a perfect match for me. And, you know, that little guy's doing great. But, you know, you know, your doctors, uh, I believe doctors can override when you say when your parents stop covering it, uh, really? a medicine and they want to switch to something else. I think your doctor can. Oh, because they did that for me before they overrode, uh, they're like override said, no, he need this one. And the insurance kicked back in and started paying for it again. Yeah. Sorry, I'm a note taker. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so yeah, around yeah. that, what systems do you set in place? Like Reg, I know, like when we we were when we were recording the show, like an hour later, I think we do it at nine. I think it was eight your time or whatever. You have like that stopwatch. I mean, you got mm-hmm. you're like, yep. hey, stop! I got to take medicine. Every nine at every ninety nine, take mine at ninety nine. But this was uh, insulin that they had. They changed. Uh, insurance stopped covering the Novolog mm-hmm. and said they had to do something else. So my doctor uh, hit him up and said, no, he got to be on, you know, I want him on this because, you know, I didn't want to change medications. But, um, you know, but that was that, that you know, and they, they did some kind of doctors, you know, called him and, and they got it back. So um, I think it's a situation where you can do that. But, yeah, I take my suppressants like in 99, like right after we get off of here, that's when I take. I take my meds, you know, sometimes, I, you know, like last night, I forgot. Sometimes I'd be confused if I'm on the East Coast or the West Coast. So I know if I'm on the if I'm on the East Coast, I take it at 12 and 12 because so, that's oh nine in L.A. So I'm I'm in Vegas now and I was thinking that I had to take it at 11 because I'm thinking I'm in Texas time. But it's the same time. So last night I ain't take it until like 11, which is two hours later than I was supposed to take it. But, you know, my doctors had um, one of the. Um, uh, nurses told me that as long as this is is um, under six hours, I'm, I could take it. But if, if it goes longer than six hours, then don't take it before I take my next one. Yeah, Man, that was so crazy. Uh, my one of my questions is, you know, definitely is like, how do you handle it on the road? And I just kind of got that because yeah. uh, I was on I was touring for eight weeks last 
year, and it was so hard to keep up yeah. with that time transition from East Coast to Midwest yeah. to uh, yeah. Mountain. Yeah, so, it was insane. I'm used to it now, man. I'm like, you know, but I got confused because when every time I leave home, I'm either on the East or I'm usually in in on on, on your guys' uh, uh, time zone. So mm-hmm. I know that on the East, I automatically know it is at twelve and twelve. So my stuff be set twelve and twelve. And if I'm on a, you know, out there in Texas, I know that he's 11 and 11. So, and um, on the West is 9 and 9. <laughs> so I'm, 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 I'm used system, to it, man. So used to it, man. So sometimes I, sometimes my, my thing will go at 9 o'clock. And if I'm on the East, I say, okay, well, that's that's West Coast. So I know I got to take it at 12. So, yeah. So I, I try to take it on time. But, you know, sometimes, man, I, I do. I Sometimes I'll be like maybe an hour or maybe 30 minutes late. You know, but I don't think that I hope it don't it don't hurt nothing. I mean, all my results, ever, you know, all my blood work always come back pretty good. So yeah, so that's the system. Well, I want to get back to to the the dehumanizing part. You know, how did you how did you feel about that? Because it does sound like the whole attitude was, oh well, it's on you, dog. You got to yeah, get to figure it. it out. Yeah. Um, I guess emotionally, I mean, we had that conversation immediately after and I just kind of started processing it, but I mean, it sounds sad, but you know, after years of being on dialysis and I love my nursing staff, I love my doctors, I love anybody in the medical field out there. I was trying to show so much love, but there's just people that aren't, you know, dedicated to their cause. They're in it for like different reasons. And that's Mm -hmm. just a part of the game. Like we can't expect everybody to run like at a high frequency you know and um yes yeah. we can't expect people to to honor honor hu- humans and right. honor exactly. the work that they're doing you don't have to be uh you know we don't they don't all have to be as fabulous as dr morales your your I know, I love that guy. you know <laughs> like and i have have some great ones here too that that i just absolutely adore um but they can be uh, treat people well and, and I, can follow up on things like when you're supposed to get your we everybody in the medical profession knows especially those that are working in diagnostics and nephrology specifically related to kidney disease they know that your immunosuppressants are incredibly important even exactly. if they don't understand the time sensitivity of the immunosuppressants, they understand that if you miss them for one day, two days, three days, four days, that that is problematic. And it's just bad customer service from my viewpoint. That's one of my, my uh, one, one of the things that just drives me crazy are, is people who have bad customer service. And one of the things that drives me nuts with, with, uh, with the medical profession is when you're calling, you call in and you may not know the terms, right? Uh, I can never say Sassastine C. I always say it wrong. <laughs> I always say it wrong, right? But if I'm calling a place and and that's what they do, I can't be the only person who said that word wrong, right? And so you kind of figure out like, oh, wait a minute. Let me, what, what, what outcome are you looking for? That's always yeah. where I start. Oh, you're looking for this outcome. Let me help you get there and just practice good customer service, right? And I know right now uh there's a lot of uh excuse making right for people in 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 the health in the in the health professions where they say oh they've gone through this and they've gone through that and there's all this stuff going on yeah i understand that but yeah but when you come to work and you're on the phone and you're trying to assist a patient who who needs to get this medicine to sustain their life you know, we hear all, what service. Kevin is, is uh, saying is that doctors, we hear the excuse constantly that doctors and practitioners are overworked, that they are burnt out. And I understand that they're overworked and that they're burnt out. Um, but patients are still at the center of, of their livelihood. And we yeah. have to work together. Uh, we're, not, we're not coming in trying to uh, ruin your life. We're actually the way that, that uh, your businesses uh, and practices and hospitals and subsequently the entire industry functions. It functions because we 
are what's paying into it. When, you, when we talk about the $120 billion a year that's spent on kidney disease, that means somebody's making $120 billion a year. And the $120 billion a year recipients would be in diagnostics, nephrology, and the related industry. So the least they can do is, since they are receiving $120 billion, the least they can do is show a little bit of compassion. Exactly. And, like, to answer your question, and it's it's a sad question, really. It's just I've been so abused by different medical professionals that I didn't really even think a second thought. Uh, about it until you brought it up and we had that phone conversation. I was like, yeah. wow, this is... Because he yeah, was talking to me really and I was wrong. like, what? No, no, that's not how that's supposed to go. Uh-uh. Yeah. <laughs> but also it's me. Like, I'm super passive. I'm probably like the most passive comedian ever. Even if I have hecklers, I'm like, no, no, bro, it's fine. Like, come up here. It's your safe time. Like, I don't need to finish my set. You go ahead and do it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that's how I hear with, like, doctors. I'm just like, no, it's fine. Like, if I, I go nine days without my immunosuppressants, I like, I'm sure if you ain't telling me, it's fine. Like, you know, I'm just very like. Like, no, you cannot be like that. Yeah. yeah, but there's that yeah, right. balance between <laughs> being uh, advocating. You were saying, Reggie? Nine days is way too long, you know? Yeah. 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 Uh-uh. And so I always say you have to self-advocate for yourself, right? And there's that balance between being belligerent, right, and just being, hey, you know, who do I need to talk to? And then just doing yeah. follow-up calls and just – and, yeah, it's almost a demand. It is. It's being demanding. And you do it but in – But you in, have to. But you have to because here, if you don't, it's not going to work for you. Here's an example. We – you know, I, people – I guess we're kind of uh, uh, known for being the folks that get stuff done. So people call us from all over. And uh, I got a call from this lady, lovely lady. Um, and she was like, my son is 45. He's six foot six. Uh, I mean, in relatively good shape. He has a blood pressure problem. And so he went to the hospital and the doctor said that he has He's going into renal failure. You know, the doc said, oh, I'll do everything I can to keep you out of off dialysis and put him on dialysis in a week. But said he had 45 EGFR. Had 45 percent of his functioning of his kidneys. Yeah, which didn't make sense. But, you know, right now in Texas, they're dealing with uh, a, a large number of the people who should have gone into dialysis uh, died during the pandemic. And so there, there there's a. You know, they, they, they're missing revenue, essentially, is what, mm. what they're seeing us, us as. Um, so this lady was like, I just feel like there's, there's stuff happening here. My son, my son is in worse shape than, he, than this person is saying. And, and his blood pressure, they're not getting it under control. This, they they got to do something about this. And she's calling me, and I'm calling them, and I'm going, okay, ask them for his EGFR and his albumin creatinine because that's a, a big discrepancy. 45, if he has... A, and have them explain has, that to you. Yeah, have them explain it to you and, and have them give you give you the... If they won't explain it to you, just have them give you the blood work. You you just He just had it all done. Have them give you the blood work, you know. And so I tell her that. And she calls him, you know, and I'm calling her and following her And he her calls up. them as well. And he calls calls her up and tells her, you know, put they put the son in the, the hospital again. And they're like, oh, the doctor, he has 20 of his colleagues go by the room and they charge an incredible amount of money for it. And then still nothing, still his blood pressure is mm-hmm. out of whack. And so the mom is just... There's something wrong, and they refuse to give her the blood work. And they refuse to tell him. They refuse to give basic information and and explain the complicated terms to them in in a manner that they understand. Well, I talked to the son. The son is going through a terrible depression. You know, he's he's terribly depressed. And anyway, long story long, I'm I'm still calling him and and checking up on the son. And um, I get a text from her yesterday. Her son died on. Died of a heart attack. Of a heart attack. Oh, wow. Died of a heart attack mm. on, on Sunday. And she mm. was just, 
couldn't. Wow. And and this is the part that I have to catch myself because so I get advocacy. Ang- you have to have. Yeah. And that's why I was on you. Not not because of her son, because I didn't know he had, he was what was going to happen with that. But because of the because I've seen that over and over wow. again. And, and I mean, it is heart wrenching. It's heart wrenching to see somebody with all of their life ahead of them who is being in what I like to call the downplay, who is being gaslit with the downplay. And it's not, you know, don't but, worry but about it. But when you 45% kidney function, you don't need dialysis. You do don't, you? unless Thank there's something you, else going on. Thank and, you, and, Reginald. And that's what we yeah. were. That's exactly what I said. And that's what we were yeah. trying to get. We were giving her the list of questions and giving him the list of questions, you know, to make it to make it uh, concrete so they could explain it to them in language mm-hmm. that you understand. And they would not do that. They, they refused to give the EGFR. They refused to give them the EGFR. And we're treating oh, them with all this, they, the, the little tropes that people like that come at you with. And I was just like, no, uh, this this guy being six foot six, uh, are you You'll be able to sue somebody because of that. That's, that's kind of like. 100%. You know, yeah, oh, yeah, I mean, you know, because I, I know every time I do my blood work, as soon as I get home, I, I get my blood work done to like maybe seven in the morning. By nine o'clock, I go on my computer and all my results are right there. <laughs> Two hours later, exactly. man, I look at everything. And yeah, and the doctor yeah. exactly. walked so, you through, but the, the physician walked you through each piece of the blood work and explained. I already know. Or somebody at their I office. I know my stuff now. I know everything. I know I can look at everything. Everything right. I can read, I know I'm looking at it. That I look. <laughs> You know, all the other stuff that's black, I'm like, I might see one or two red spots in there. Okay, this is a little eye right here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but but here's the part that just... But here's the part that drives me crazy, right? Is that, okay, so as as a patient, right, you're responsible. Okay, I'm responsible. I'm going to set up a process. I'm going to do the 99 if I'm on the West. I'm going to do the 11 mm-hmm. 11 if I'm in, right, in right, Central, right. 12 yeah. 12 if I'm, on, if I'm on the East Coast, right? So I got my process. I'm running my process, right? And right. so I, so the, the expectation as, as a uh, patient is that I'm supposed to somehow have expert knowledge and kind of see when this guy's BSing me? Well, I I feel like this. And then who do I go to? Some some of these folks take, yes, we do have responsibilities as patients in doing exactly what what Reginald does, exactly what he does, which is is keeping up with the time and keeping up with his piece of his health. Yes, you have that responsibility. But understanding what your blood work means, understand that is their job. Mm -hmm. And to to act like, uh, oh, well, you know, I've got to ask you to tell me what what the blood work says. But then they're the only ones who can. And then you you get to refuse that to refuse to tell me what my blood work says. Yeah, that, that's crazy. That to me that's, is is just and then document that I was belligerent when I when asked. I asked. <laughs> wow. Document that wow. I was belligerent, and and they weren't belligerent. I I can tell you right now they weren't. But uh, I had a doctor do that to me. <laughs> I had a doctor do that to me, and I was like, "Oh, you messing with the wrong girl?" Because <laughs> you can Sorry. see belligerent, you can catch this smoke, but you didn't today. But, but here's the thing, right? <laughs> Is know? that catch the <laughs> But here's the thing, right? At first, you know, sometimes I can get into the mindset, depending on what's going on, right? That they're doing black people like this, but we get calls from people. No, they do this there all over the place. <laughs> we got a call like a what about a month ago from a lady from Louisiana. Yep. And let me tell you that those. <laughs> White lady from Louisiana. They did catch the smoke with her, boy. She was mad, little Cajun. She was mad. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, mean, doctors, that's their responsibility to let Mm -hmm. you know. Because, I mean, if somebody, this is off me to believe that somebody's kidney function is 45%. And, I mean, shoot, uh, probably about. 65% 65% of the people walking around Earth right now got 45 yeah. and A lot of people do. You're, you're correct. Yeah. When you talk about one in in three are at risk for uh, kidney disease, you got mm-hmm. a lot of people that, that may be walking around with that, yeah. a, significant, a, a significant enough number that right. uh, it would be impossible to put them all on dialysis. Nobody, right. most nephrologists 
wouldn't even consider putting somebody on dialysis at 45% kidney function. So, you know, I have to ask the question, like, what was this person's, uh, like, what was the justification for that? And, and, and that's if probably that's why the case, they, you know, if maybe she heard wrong, maybe there was a, uh, a there was language di- barrier or something like but that. But there's definitely a failure in communication to communicate yeah. in, in, minimum. in concrete terms. And I don't I don't accept the excuse that, oh, it's just so complicated. You can't understand. Then you need to get a simplified way of demonstrating it to me. Or right. my favorite gaslighting excuse that comes out is I didn't want to upset you, Reginald. Oh, I yeah, just didn't right. want to like your snowflake, you. right? That's the thing. like really okay. So so yeah. tell me what it is. So when you're throwing out these tropes at black people, we angry and pissed off. So um, what is it? Am I so fragile that I can't take being told some information, or am I so crazy that I'm gonna punch you in the face if I'm told some information? Or the reverse of that, right? And so uh, on that is like, that tell I'm me what I need. To I'm know. so trailer park, or I'm so white trash that I I won't understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Those are the tropes. They go right they there with those tropes. Right there with, with just they go every, right there, and they do it to every single. I, we talk to black people; it's it's a problem. We talk to white people; it's is that a problem. Little, Louisiana ladies, man? People. They got them for Asian people. Yeah. <laughs> they got but, something for everybody. Real change in healthcare starts with you. It's not just about community engagement. It's about stepping into the political arena for the health of our people. We're calling on you to join our fight against rare and chronic kidney disease. With your involvement, we can reshape policy and transform local health. This is your moment to make a difference, to be a part of something bigger than you that values action over words. Join us and be the change you wish to see in our local community. But but here's the deal, right? Here's the deal, right? So the other day, someone was asking me, like, what's the purpose of the Texas Kidney Foundation? And I say this. Our purpose is to have a patient, a patient centric view of this. Yeah. We love the doctors. We don't we don't want to do a we don't want to do a uh, French Revolution and burn everything down. Right. Right. We want to improve what's there and simply to ask for basic customer service. Yeah. Thank you. AT&T gives you basic customer service. And we're they talking about a job. phone. And we're talking about a phone, right? It is yeah. not irrational to ask for yeah. basic customer service from a hospital. That's all we're asking. Or and have doctor. it and having it a patient center view. Does that mean the patient's always right? No. no. But it yeah. means your starting point is to say, "Hey, you know, let's let's work this out and let's get you on a schedule and let me help connect you with the right place. And it shouldn't take six, seven days to get you your medicine. And you can listen to On the Record with Tiffany and Kevin. Ever, ever tell you that uh, you wouldn't understand. Okay, well, you make me understand. Exactly. Exactly. That's your job. Understand is your job to make me understand. Yeah. This was to my liver. This is what happened to my kidneys and blah, 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 and explain it, break it down. Most doc- good doctors have illustrations on the wall. And, you yes. know, they, speci- they can go right to, you know, like like a, a, a liver doctor. He go right to the liver and show you where well, this part right here is doing this, and they got they got models yeah. there. Good. And if there's a bottle see up under here, it's not supposed to look like that. You got a lot of look, look like little cockroaches under there that ain't supposed <laughs> to be there. So we're going to clear all that out. <laughs> that's how it's supposed to be, right? Yeah. Exactly. That's and exactly how it's you supposed to be. wouldn't understand. No, no, yeah. no. That's yeah. unacceptable right there. Yeah. So, Jazron, my question for you, man, is, okay, how do you manage your emotions? You know, you can say, I'm a pretty laid back guy for the most part. Some people would disagree in my house. But uh, I'm, I'm a fairly easygoing person, right? So how do you manage your own emotions so you can get the things that you need? Because then it becomes, hey, I got to get this stuff and I got to get it quick because you don't want to go on dialysis. You know, you're trying to, in essence, honor the gift that you've been given. So how yes. do you manage those so emotions? how do you honor the gift and and bridge the gap between you and how did you manage to do that with this situation? And how do you do it in other situations? Oh, my gosh. Such a great question. Um, well, definitely mostly a lot of prayer 
a lot of meditation and a lot of understanding. Um, I think it, for humans, it takes us a long time to truly learn how to understand ourselves because instantly we want to react like emotionally, but what emotionally is, emotions only last for like what three seconds. Mm-hmm. And so usually uh, I try to like process a lot of stuff first, and I'll take a step back. And I'm a big breather. I'll, I'll like deep breathe in front of people, and they'll be like, "What you doing?" I was like, "Don't worry about it. I'm not having a heart attack. I'm just handling this crazy. <laughs> just I'm just handling this crazy." Yeah, I'm like, "They're like, you yeah. okay?" <laughs> like, but mm-hmm. a lot of that has really helped to it. But primarily comedy, man. I, uh, you know, I found it a couple of years ago, and it's really just been a voice for uh, what I believe in, and primarily answer that question. Like, I, uh, you know, I center most of my comedy around kidney disease and I would like to say I'm a self-proclaimed kidney disease comedian and I wear that title because uh, you know as you know Tiffany I work with mostly a lot of uh, different foundations and so uh, in that instant uh, I get to come in and work with patients and as I learn stuff I kind of educate people in like a comedic way and it's so interesting like taking my comedy and then putting it into a club su- situation because it's not relatable. And so the trickiest part is just trying to like break it down to a point where people can really understand my story and how, uh, you know, I'm dealing with it and going through it. But, uh, I like to kind of bring it back to, um, you know, why it's important and, you know, how it's changed my life or actually the better, but also, you know, implicate that fact that it was like, it's really hard, but dealing with this, I think we all have to find our own space and our own, uh, mental mindset to really uh, handle it. Like, there's no real right way, but as long as you can find some peace in it, make it happen, make it through. Pray it first. I love God. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you, man. That's just how I feel. I feel about it. It's like, you know, you, you have a situation and you just deal with it. You know, it's it's, it's nothing you can do to, you know, to, to unchange, to, to make it not be so you already have what you got what you have and you just had to manage it and just keep on moving every day man and, you know everybody has exactly. something everybody has something that they're dealing with man we just yeah. have to we just have a, a a foreign object in our body that we're not used to our body not used to so we have to make sure you know I, like i said i got a girl kidney man and um girl kidney man and you know i I like going to smelling Sephora's now. Well, your, uh, your kidney, you had a live donor? Or? Yeah, I had a live donor. I had a live donor. Oh, yeah, yeah, a live donor, man. And um, How did yeah, you, I, th- huh? uh, I was going to say in terms of our knowledge to action, like part of part of the whole campaign of knowledge to action mm-hmm. and neighbors helping neighbors is this, is, you know, telling each other's stories and understanding uh, each other's situations because mm-hmm. when we hear uh, what's going on with Jazz Rome, mm-hmm. then when we talk about just talking about kidney disease with someone else, you're gonna run across other people who've yeah. been through the same thing. A lot of people, yeah. And I always say they treat everyone the same, right? They uh, they're dismissive oftentimes, right? Uh, not you don't get all of the full. Uh, you don't get all your options, right? And I don't know if that's because the people who are giving your information don't have it, or sometimes they just take for granted that they're on the inside. It's sort of like when I was in the uh, when I worked at uh, Merrill Lynch, right? We were on the inside, so we use a lot of uh, terminology that's industry terminology that no one else understands, right? Mm-hmm. So when I'm uh, and I always tell people, if you don't understand a word, right, stop and say, hey, could you explain that to me? And, and, and if they still go, could you make it concrete? Like, what does it do? Right. And that's where people have to uh, have to ask those questions. And that's why we named this Neighbors Helping Neighbors, yeah. because it really is. It's a neighbor helping uh, a neighbor. It really is Neighbors Helping Neighbors. You have right. to reach out a hand to the other people who are going through this and to the practitioners. See, we mentioned briefly while talking about the folks that that are difficult. There are many that are good at what mm-hmm. they do. And so when you're when we're talking about neighbors helping neighbors, one of the first things that I do when people ask me, "Hey, who do you go to?" 
<laughs> Who do you trust? And they tell us we're showing favoritism. Oh, it kills me. Uh, I'm not. I, I'm not going to tell you about the one across the way who who nearly let my friend run into uh, the brick wall of of renal failure. Yeah. When he could have yeah, helped yeah. him, I'm not going to be like go That's over right. and see that guy. <laughs> Maybe you'll have That's a different fair. experience. <laughs> you know, hey, like I, I, I'm not rolling the dice on you. I'm like laughing that. at this because <laughs> Tiffany always tells me, "Hey, you need to calm down. Don't be going in when you're on the radio." I don't. Uh, okay, first of all, first of all, see how are we defining going in because it's not going in to say this person is amazing. Hold on, I'm gonna go off script. So we got a call probably like two, three weeks ago. Uh, and so Tiffany, <laughs> Tiffany re- re- returned the call, right? And then so this lady was telling Tiffany about an experience that she was having with a group of physicians, and and she knows these people, right? And so Tiffany said, "Hey, I'll call you right back." And so Tiffany called up the the practices and like, "Look, what's going on over there? This lady has had a bad customer experience." And she went on and on, and she, you went in, right? And then they Why called her back. Why is that called going in? Because it Why? is. That meets the definition. <laughs> When you go in like that and you demand certain <laughs> things and you're telling them what's what, that's called going in. Look the definition of going right? in. Only. Okay, whatever. And so, but but that's our general attitude is that hey, if I if you were my neighbor and you came, you saying hey, this is this is going on and I have the power to help you. Why wouldn't I help you? Mm-hmm. Right. And my thing about it is this too. I'm giving you practitioner the opportunity to correct a flaw in your business that is actually since your job is to make money from kidney disease you're not going to make money for very long if you're being a butt face to people (laughs) there you go (laughs) there you go i think that i think you can say that on the radio (laughs) Yeah, you say that. You're not going to do it for very long if you if if people <laughs> are being treated poorly. Look, That's my mind true. is like so crazy because we were talking. You know what? I'm not even going to do it. I'm not. Don't go Cat Williams on this, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just know that if you put everything we just said onto a T-shirt, it would just be wild. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I sit there listening to all these different we uh, uh another group just came out and said, "Oh, you know, we're we're spending all this money on this new thing that we're doing." Um and it's clearly they're they're buying into a company that they are going to then profit from. So of course they're going to promote this. Look, at some point, you got to have advocates who do nothing but advocate. From the patient's perspective. And do not have a financial interest in companies and in, in some form. You know, they, don't, they, aren't, they haven't bought so many shares of dialysis, so now dialysis is great, according to them. <laughs> they haven't bought so many shares of, of, uh, of the latest diagnostics, so the diagnostics are great, according to, you know, those things, when we're advocating for patients, we got to be like some. We've got to have patient advocates. That that's what they do. That's it. But we got to advocate they, for they the optimal, to. though, Tiffany. What is yeah. what is going to allow me to uh, live it's not my life? It's in some way. It's got to let yes. me live my life, right? Do not well. because here's the bottom line to this. I'm going to ask the two of you this question: If you had the option of finding out that your kidneys could could go south but if you change your diet and took this little 25 milligram pill you could not lose your kidneys which one would you choose an efficient uh, kidney I would, transplant I would choose the I would choose the diet because mm-hmm. I mean I, I ain't, yeah, you know, pills, you know, that that's here and there. But if you could do it on diet, oh, man. I, exactly. You know, yes, yes. Early detection of this disease is the most important thing we can yes. do. It, yes. It, it's not. Our, the money and the time and the energy should be spent on finding the disease before it gets started, before it gets down the road to people being completely destroyed. Mm-hmm. 
And if you notice, this industry is literally built on it itself remaining an industry. You know, it's not a coincidence that over and over again we have the same thing. More money going into all of to the very expensive parts of this industry when if we put some money into stopping kidney disease at the beginning, which is why we did Knowledge to Action. It's why we are challenging the great state of Texas, because as Texas goes, so too goes the rest of the United States. That's why we are challenging them to early detection, to finding out what the disease is, and then also challenging them to better understand what the transplant options are. Pair donation, everybody should know about yeah. pair donation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everybody should know now, about it. I know um, when I was a kid, they had diagnosed me with kidney disease. When I was a little kid, and I was in the hospital for like five days, and they was giving me some kind of sweet water to drink. I was wondering, all other kids in the hospital, I had fun in the hospital as a kid though, but all other <laughs> kids was drinking sodas. And the day that I got, they released me, they gave me a soda that day. And that was, I had to be in the, I know I was in elementary school and when I got to the hospital, no other doctors ever, ever said anything about kidney disease till I got into my 50s, man. <laughs> Ain't that crazy? And so I got to my fifth. Yeah, so you had low-functioning kidneys at that time, and no one educated you. I said your kidneys were low-functioning at that time. That's yeah, crazy. I guess. you know. And then it's very crazy because, like I say, my mother was born with one kidney, and my sister was born with one kidney. They didn't even know. My mother didn't find out until about five years ago, six, maybe seven years ago. And my sister didn't find out until she went, you know, and found out she had breast cancer, found out she had one kidney. And that was crazy, you know. And then I had kidney disease when I was a little kid, and and it never flared back up. I guess you know doctors never monitored it, monitored it, uh, nothing until when I got diabetes, and then um, you know that's when they found out. So it's like, you know, I don't know. Sometimes you know doctors can drop the ball, so that's why you like you say you're advocating for yourself, and mm-hmm. you know um, making sure you take care of yourself and and and, and get them checkups and get them screenings because. Um, you never know, man. You never know because doctors are not perfect. No, and, and what we have to remember is that it's not that the doctors are are dropping the ball. What's happening is is that they all operate under protocols. And if mm-hmm. if monitoring your kidneys is not in a protocol, and it is not, it's not, mm-hmm. it's not right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're, we're going to change that. They are not. They're not going to follow that. Because yes. they, they follow a protocol. So they, they've got a protocol for diabetes. They've got a protocol yeah. for hypertension. And so they're going to their priority when when you go in to see them is following the protocols that they are graded on. I guess if you if you were right. saying that you're graded on something, you know, mm-hmm. they're following the, the protocols that, that they are supposed to follow. You know, so they're as hamstringed as we are in some cases, in in many cases, right. because. But there are other they've, cases. They've got the protocol. Look, y'all giving them, a, y'all giving them a pass. You, you're giving. You, okay, I feel I'm like you're giving them a, a pass. pass. I'm saying this but is yeah, what they happens. are confined to it's certain restrictions. Happening. But at the same time, some basic customer service, mm-hmm. they can do yeah. better. Like you, you have a medication. You have a medication, Drasrome, that you need to have, and they know that. And they know that, right? Some basic customer service of, dude, here, let's connect you to the right place, right? We get calls like that all the time, right? And I'm like, I don't know, but we can connect you with the right with some people who can help you because you're in a situation we don't have the capability of helping you, but we're going to try to use our network to get you connected with the right person. So Mm -hmm. give. Us a moment, and I'll call you back at the uh, by the end of the day. Right. Well, right. By the end of yeah. They needed to call. And them we back come back. Right we come back with a list of names. Hey, call this number right here. It is the such right. and such department. They do this. Call this person here. They're over at UHS here locally. They should be able to answer this question and point you in the right direction. And you tell them that we told told you to call, and they, they're going to help you navigate that. Mm-hmm. And then we so, follow so up with a simple phone why? call. Why, 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 why do you have to take I mean um, we must have different things because I know the one that, that, that I take is like the uh, the prednisone the three that I take the three main is prednisone the cell sept and the uh, prograph 
So why don't have, why they don't have you on on those? I mean, is it is it a different type kidney? That, uh, that's- the tacro it uh, caused my gums to swell up. Oh, okay. And so I'm still suffering from that. So pretty much like an allergic reaction. So they switched me to Belisep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I got you. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. I'm I'm just. Uh, I turned into Mama Bear immediately. When, Can I just when point I out something real quick, Tiffany, here on the radio? What's going on with Jazz Rome? Hold on. This is an example of two neighbors helping one another, right? That's right. Neighbors helping neighbors. Why are you, Reggie said, hey, why are you on this one and not this one, right? And then he's like, mm-hmm. oh, that makes sense, right? Because you you have the information. And if you weren't, it's not that you're a doctor. You can say, hey, ask your doctor about this. Or, mm-hmm. hey, right. some med- there's, a, there's a family of medicines that have a certain reaction, and you could ask for this other family of medicines. You know, we we say this on a regular basis. Nobody is coming to save us. No, they're not. We have to. uh, But we but here's the beautiful part about that is that we live in a society and in a country where we have so many options and we have so many great therapeutics. We have great doctors, protocols, different things that we can utilize. Mm -hmm. But we have to know that they're there. Yeah, you have, to know, you have to know how to access them. Mm-hmm. So, like, you knowing yeah. that you've got an amazing uh, nephrologist. Well, when yeah. you see people, you need to be saying, um, I, don't, I don't, you know, I don't know what's going on with you and this, this negative thing that you're experiencing, but here's my nephrologist, and he's, he's, mm-hmm. he's top drawer. Oh, yeah, like Don't anywhere. Any, like, I always recommend my nephrologist. People have asked me out here. He's just an amazing guy. But Yeah. I mean, every And it was the same thing with us and uh, the, that lady. Like, I was like, hey, you, UT Southwest, go mm-hmm. over there. Go see Bob Toto and his people. Dr. Mm-hmm. Toto knows what he is doing. He is, uh, he is one of the best in this country and arguably in the world. Go see him. When it comes down to uh, blood pressure and issues with blood pressure, he can help you. See, but the hard part about that, though, Tiffany, is when we're communicating with them, right? They've gone over to see Bob. Bob has a great program. They do good work over there. But... But you're. But who are we, right? That's just. I'm dealing with the expert, the doctor. How do I get over here? And so there's a you know, lot. The, well, of, there's a lot of uh, fear, and people are yeah. feel entrenched into a situation, right? So for me, it's always hard when I find someone like that to motivate them and get them in the right direction to go see the people who are good. Now I know, mm-hmm. in, out there in the world, everyone thinks a doctor is a doctor is a doctor, right? Well, that's they, not true, well, right? No, people think all doctors Just are good, are good. And, and that's what's But all true. quarterbacks in the NFL aren't good. They're mm-hmm. good quarterbacks. Well, we definitely There's need to tell better. people that because then all of a sudden it'll yeah. be in perspective. And that's the, Looking and, at what we see right now with the NFL. No. And that's the analogy. <laughs> and that's the analogy that I use with people. I go, hey, you know, every, everyone got through medical school, right? We got that, right? But just like in the NFL – Everyone's not the same. If it's a guy, you right. that. So you need to go try this guy who's just who, who's a five star. I'm not saying your guy is a, not a five star. Probably more like a two star. But that's just, I don't say that part, right? And just go get the <laughs> second opinion and see what yeah. they tell you. And that's often yeah. the part that's very very difficult to communicate, especially if people are in a place of fear. You know, I really, I really hone in on stuff like this and and the reason why I get after you got after you uh Jazz Rome is because um you know on a personal level I got a call from one of my uh relatives in another state and he had been in the hospital and they said he was going into that he he had diminished kidney function now he wasn't in renal failure and this was probably about 4 or 5 years ago and so I said, you know, uncle, when you get to the, the doctor's office, you call me. Call me with your doctor. He calls me with his doctor. His doctor says, oh, he doesn't need that therapeutic, and he doesn't need. Uh, oh, this is SGLT2 inhibitors. Yes, SGLT2 inhibitors. He doesn't need that. And, uh, you know, people know me. I'm I'm real big and in uh, a, a large kidney foundation, and and uh, I'm such and so, blah, blah, blah. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, no. 
That's not what, what the National Institute of Health is saying. They they are 100% behind this. I don't care if you're big in this group. Uh, he does actually need this. And he overrode me. The doctor overrode yeah. me. I tried to get, I tried to get See, my doctor to call. He overrode yeah. me. What happened three years later, my uncle goes into renal failure. Well, he didn't want to go on dialysis. And so he did not go on dialysis. He died. It's not that he overrode. He's a doctor. He's going to override you there on that part there. But he refused to recommend the SGLT2 inhibitor, which would have slowed and, the progression. And he so, actually spoke again. Hold on. Let's let let's let's because you mm-hmm. left some details out of that story. Mm-hmm. SGLT2 inhibitors, and everyone knows uh, that I say this all the time. It's like the iPhone. Of uh, of the medications to slow kidney progr- uh, chronic kidney disease, it mm-hmm. slows it. Mm-hmm. It's not ifs, it's no ands, it's no buts about it. It does. It's effective. And 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 this physician at the VA, I'm going to call them out right at the VA, knows that this medication does what it says it does. It slows the progression of chronic kidney disease, right? And so uh, Tiffany asked the right questions made, and said, hey, look at these. Is he qualified? Does he qualify to take the medication? Yes, he would qualify to take the medication, but he doesn't need it. What? Oh, wow. And this is in the early stages. You know, I always tell people your, your kidney function goes down over time. It's like my hairline, right? It keeps going back, 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 back. That's just what it does, right? No. Uh, but there's a medication you can take that can slow the progression of your, of your, of you losing the function of your kidneys. And especially if you're in a high risk group, over 65, high blood pressure, diabetes. He's in the right. group. African American. He's in the group. And that guy know, knew the knew the impact of the medication and refused to to prescribe the medication. Now let's jump forward here. Now, so one of the systems you'll see on in uh, in the VA is that the VA has a low rate of prescription of prescribing SGLT two inhibitors to anybody across the country. Across the yeah, country, right? Country. When we know it's a medication that could have a positive impact on veterans, and you know why they do it? Like I saw this thing; they're trying to figure out. Why is it happening? Oh my God! Why is why why is this why is this happening? Look at the incentives, right? They're well. They're saying well. They're not incentivized by money. They're incentivized because it's difficult, right? If you prescribe an SGLT2 inhibitor because of the cost of it, you literally have to fight for days with the pharmacist. In our nation, the silent epidemic of chronic kidney disease is growing, yet its solutions remain out of the reach for many. It's not just a health issue. It's a matter of national concern. Effective treatments exist, but too often they are not prescribed, not available to those who need them most. We stand for change. Join us in advocating for policies that ensure that every American has access to the care they need. It's time to bring those solutions from the shadows into the forefront of our health care system. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.